guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nation's podcast. You can hear this microphone sucks, but it's okay. I see. See, I am dedicated to putting out quality content, but it's quality because you're here. Oh man! So welcome yeah. back. It's been a hot minute. Guess who's back? Back again. Back again. Slim shady here. Dude, absolutely. Dude, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, humble and famous Victor, and so I uh, I'm so excited that you guys are back listening to this episode. We have something fun planned for you guys today. But before we get into all that kind of junk. Check out our website, grace-nation.com. If you're watching this video, you see I'm wearing this merch, uh, the only true brand that's alive right here. Uh, so check it out, grace-nation.com. We got our shop. We got everything over there. You can uh, pick yourself up some gear. We're both on the gray shirt gang today. Right. I'm just not emo. No, I'm, I'm showing how emo I am. Right. Like, emo is not a bad thing. This is an under oath chasing safety <laughs> oh, revival renewal tour. Uh, hey. Like, so it was their like renewal right. tour when what? they came back as a band. They were alive. So that works perfectly. What for a segue. Topic. To, and that to works perfectly, topic. right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. today we have an exciting topic. It's been kind of cool because it's been really prevalent in your life. You, This has been something that you've been praying for that you've been pursuing that you've put yourself in a posture to happen uh, and it's been really cool in my life probably the past two weeks I've seen this kind of theme continuously pop up and so I figure what better way to talk about it than to talk about it on a podcast and so you're wearing a, a revival renewal yeah. tour yeah sure although I don't think under oaths like Theology lines up with what we're going to be talking about. You're making about. some pretty hasty judgments here about other people's theology. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think you should repent. I was front row for this tour. Really? Yeah. Like, Do you I have was, a picture of yourself dude, at this I have tour? videos from holding Spencer Chamberlain's hand while he was wow. crowd surfing in front of me. Wow. I am an emo kid at heart. I need you to send these videos. Oh, they will be in the show notes be the- <laughs> for you guys to check out. Forget the theology Martin Lloyd Jones sermons and Tyler and Amashka are going to be the only They will be in the, the show notes, notes for you to check out. <laughs> Let's get this to 100 million views. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. I'm already oh famous gosh. enough. Kidding. Which, um, by the way, real quick, you're, you have a studio. Guys, Yeah, you probably, if you're watching the video. You have a studio. There's lights behind that camera. And they're real deal. Aren't they like, cool? They're not even. And they even came with extra lights. So when those lights go out, I just go screw, screw, right in. New lights. Do you? You yeah. go screw, 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 screw. Right yeah. In. Let's not say that. Oh, it's phrasing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a seminary student. I can't say that. I'm covenant. Am I right? Dude, like you're. The covenant actually says no screw, screw. No screw, screw. <laughs> no cigars, no beer, no screw, screw. <laughs> Oh jeez, I'm we're getting gonna get, fired. We're gonna get kicked out. You're gonna get fired from your job. Like, <laughs> oh boy. Good night. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks studio. amazing. Thank here. you, I appreciate also, it. Also, congratulations on everything. Thank you. I've told Thank you that you. in private. Yeah, I know. But I'm publicly I, gonna tell you. I appreciate like, it. Your YouTube channel looks amazing. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's incredible. Yeah. There are a lot of guys who do podcast YouTube videos. Right. Yours look better Thank than you. all of them. 4K. 4K, 4K, like I, it's incredible. Thank you. Thank um, you. The content is awesome and incredibly helpful. Like, should I get Logos? Like, I yeah. think that's something everybody needs to walk through. Yeah. Um, you really did it. Like, you're thank doing you. a great job. Like, Appreciate awesome. it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we have a ton of fun, and you know, it's a solo operation, but we're doing it. Yeah. So, uh, and you say, we, glory be to God. But you say we, like, I know. It, like, well, it's it's, it's more humble. It's transition. Right? It's more humble. You know, from yeah. phases. Because if you just say it's all on you, then yeah, I mean, I'm, I do everything. So right. Apart from the Holy Spirit, of course. Amen. Just Preach. kidding. Of course. Well, I mean, for real. Well, it's I, all the <laughs> it is. That's I, not even a joke. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, theology of revival. Of revival. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit, like, what's been kind of your personal experience over the past few, probably about a year. 
yeah. uh, since you've been up yeah. here with dealing with this kind of theme of, of revival. Um, yeah. Um, really, I don't, I don't know if it's so much like even the last year or um, really just since I've started following the Lord and taking yeah. it seriously um, and really been in humble repentance to him. Yeah. I think one thing that I've had a burden on my heart is for the church, um, is for the church to uh, come alive uh, yeah. to his word and by the Holy Spirit. And um, I didn't have language for that. Um, and I think what has started to kind of come over in my heart is um, really to seek out where the Bible um, prescribes right. and then also gives us principles for the church coming back right, alive. Right. Um, cause I think it, I don't think it's something that I specifically want to see only. I think right. it's something so many Christians right. want to see. Yeah, absolutely. We want to see the church, not only in America, but in the world come alive. We want to right. see repentance and, um, we want to see confession of sin. We right. want to see genuine conversion and salvation. Right. Um, cause we were just talking a few minutes ago. We've all seen that emotionalism salvation, right. man. I want to see real life change. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's so much like this thing happening in me or if it's just like, man, there's this thing happening. Like, like the Lord's doing The something. Lord is on the move. And I mean, um, there's been this there's been this theme that we've seen all across the Christian world. I mean, yeah. with revival over the past, just for me over the past two weeks, but I'm sure for you over the past year or so. Dude, as I've been studying it, uh, I think as, we, as I've been kind of opening my eyes yeah. to study it more, um, you can't look at the history of the church without seeing the history of the Bible. Right. The Bible. Yeah. Like, um, church history and revival history are one and the same. They go together. So we have to understand what we mean by revival right. uh, in order to understand really a comprehensive understanding of church history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So theology of revival, that's kind of this this term probably not a lot of people have heard of or not yeah. a lot of people have studied. So so give us some insight. And it has what, a lot of confusion. Right. Like I think there could be there could be a lot of misconceptions. Yeah. What is the theology of revival? So let's start with what it's not. Okay. So revival is not renewed evangelism. Okay. So revival doesn't mean we have um, evangelistic meetings, crusades. Crusades. Um, now, again, that's not a knock to Billy Graham, right? Because um, I think so much of 20, 21st and twentieth century salvation right. is because of the work through the Holy yeah. Spirit by Billy Graham. Absolutely. But when we're talking about just church history revival, we don't specifically mean evangelistic crusade. Right. Um, we also don't mean conversion. Uh, when a person comes to the Lord, that's not revival. Right. Um, we don't. The Bible does not advocate for a you were floating in the sea and right. you, you were thrown a life raft and right. then you grabbed on. Right. That that's not biblical. Right. What's biblical is you were dead and you were brought to life. Right. So um, conversion is not revival. Um, evangelistic crusades are not revival. Right. Um, when we talk about um, the theology of like Pentecostal theology of uh, second fillings of the Holy right. Spirit. Right. Um, that's not revival. Right. Um, I don't think even that uh, pertains to the understanding of filling the Holy Spirit right. in Acts. Yeah. Um, all of those things that we ordinarily understand to be revival, that's not what revival right. is. So we have to kind of get that at, out at right. first. Right. We have to start with this this plain slate. This is what it's not. Right. Right. So now we kind of look and go, what? Well, what is revival? Right. right. And I think what we see throughout church history uh, is revival is a renewed seriousness of sin. Right. Uh, and it's a sovereign work of the Holy Spirit right. to the church. Right. Uh, it's God creating uh, a massive outpouring of his spirit right. to the church, mm-hmm. specifically um, for the purpose of renewing how the church operates to be more in line with him. And then that spirit of God pouring out into the community right. and pouring out into the world. Right. So revival leads to conversion. Right. But it is not beginning with conversion. Right. So, um, 
it's revive come alive right. uh, awakening right um, those are a lot of different terms we can use for it um, Puritans often called it reforming mm. so uh, Richard Baxter's um, book the reformed pastor, pastor. It's actually like the revived pastor. Right, right. It's the pastor who has come alive to the right. things of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, so we're not meaning um, somebody who is Calvinistic. We're right. not meaning somebody who is um, extremely Pentecostal. What we're right. meaning is somebody who um, is a Christian, is a follower of Jesus, has come alive to the things of God afresh and anew right. by a sovereign movement of his Holy Spirit and now is seeking that and praying that right. for his community, right. for her community, for the church at large. Right. Um, and then when that happens in one person, which we're going to get that in a right. second, that carries out in other and people. It, right, absolutely. Um, so this this word revival kind of carries this connotation that I think we we should discuss a little bit. Uh, revival kind of has the sense of like you were once kind of kind of like alive sure. and then you like died and then like you were brought back or like sure. you were revived, right? Yeah. So is revival depend like if, if a Christian is in this valley or if a Christian is like not doing well in their walk yeah. with the Lord, yeah. it does that is that what revival is or can a Christian be doing well with the Lord, pursuing Jesus, pursuing Christ, and still experience this revival yeah so i think i think our passage in genesis 12 that we're going to pull for this the principle right. we're going to pull from this is going to help us yeah um so specifically excuse me genesis 26, 26. so what yeah. we see in genesis 26 god speaking to isaac and telling isaac hey i want you to go back to the land i think it's the land of yeah gerar and right. i want you to settle in this land i don't want you to move i don't want you to go to egypt there's a famine in the land i want you to rely on me right right, right. so let's already pull from a principle Isaac is among the covenant community of God. Right. Right? He is, it's, he's not an outsider being right. brought in. He's among the covenant community of God. And then in that, God is saying, hey, I need you to be dependent on me right now. Right. Right? So it's a person among the community of God who God is advocating for dependence. Right. Right? And I would say that's all people. Yeah. Community of obedience. God. Dependence. Right? Yeah. Dependence on the Holy Spirit, things yeah. like that. Um, so Isaac, in obedience, goes back to the land of Gerar, uh, and there's a famine. So he's like, how do I provide how do i care for my right. family how do i care for my current situation in this land where there's a famine so what he does is he goes back to the movements of his father right. his grandfather abraham right um so he this i abraham isaac jacob right, right. so yeah. his father abraham yeah. And many sons, many sons, and father. Oh man, taking me yeah. back to like third grade Christian, <laughs> yeah. Christian, you know, Sunday night right. church while my mom's in choir rehearsal. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Good old Baptist. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so he goes back to what his father did. What did his father do? His father dug wells. Right. His father dug wells in the land of Gerar. So Isaac reviews, renews, goes right. back to these wells and sees that the Philistines had actually clogged the wells. Right. They had stopped water flowing from the bottom of the well to come up. So. If you want to have access to water, what do you have to do? Right. You have to unclog it. You have to unclog it. You have to go back into and remove everything the Philistines had put down in there to clog the free renewal of water. Right. Um, There's a principle we take from that. When we're reading narrative, we don't say it's a one-to-one correlation. Right. But we can pull principles. Right. And the principle we pull that is if we want... Uh, the fresh water of the Holy Spirit, if we want a fresh outpouring of right. God, if we want a movement of God, we go back to what our fathers did. Right. We go back to what our friends and our fathers in church history did. And what they did is they removed the things that were in the way mm. of their life and the church's life right. that were forbidding the Holy Spirit to move. Right. Um, now, is that saying that God is not sovereign and is moving the Holy Spirit? Right. Absolutely not. Right. No, no part of me is saying that. But there is a level where 
we do our work right. and we prepare for revival. Right. We beg the Lord right. for revival. We situate our churches, our lives, our homes for right. it. And in that, God in his sovereignty either right. does or does not decide right. to move. Right. Um, and we pray he blesses right. it. Um, so is it like a Christian is um, going through depression right. and then they are suddenly out of depression? Right. I wouldn't say that's a revival. Right. And that, I mean, that would be more based off emotions or, you know, it what could mean? be. Right. Um, but there's also healing. Right. Um, which I think is a very prevalent thing. Yeah. God can heal people of, yeah. of problems. God can um, help. And healing in itself isn't revival. It's not. So when we're, when we're referring to this term revival, again, we're referring to not specifically one person overcoming individual problems. Right. We're referring to an individual who has, by the power of the Holy Spirit, had a renewed seriousness for mm. the things of God right. and a desire for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church of God. Right. Right. Um, so it's inherently for the church mm-hmm. uh, and then for that to extend outward into the conversion of right. souls. Um, so a lot of times what, what we see in church history um, is that sort of undoing of the Philistines, right? Mm-hmm. The undoing the muck. Right. Um, I think two examples we see in history of that happening are uh, the Reformation, okay. the Protestant Reformation. Right. A lot of people don't like to talk about the Protestant Reformation right. and revival, especially people who don't under, like don't understand it well. It's very it's got this connotation of like Calvinist, like Reform right. theology, like and people don't like Calvinist. Which, people don't like Reform which theology. Is amazing and right. good and it yes is. and amen. Burke Parsons tweeted. I think last night, yeah. Reformed theology is a pillow, not a sledgehammer. Oh man, like That's it perfect. is. Yeah. Like, Reformed theology is incredible, yeah. right? But we got to look at what happened right. in the Reformation. Right. Martin Luther became serious to the things of God by his reading of the right. Word. So Word and Spirit together, mm-hmm. right? Martin Luther is converted, right, and then becomes serious about the things of God in the church. Right. So what does he do? He goes to the church and advocates for Reformation, change, right, revival in the church right right now what follows that is an outpouring of the yeah. Holy spirit yeah is conversion is uh people becoming uh renewed in the things right. of god and then we see this whole movement of the last right. hour many coming years. back to the truth of scripture exactly right um so revival again is not emotionalism right um it's not um a one evening um desire for the things of god right. it's not the saturday night of the youth it's camp. not the climax of a song no. but you know no. yeah yeah revival is uh, an individual and a corporate um renewal and seriousness of the things of god yeah um so protestant reformation is a great example of that right. um i think also the puritan revivals um in england yeah um where there was an issue with the the anglican church and the puritans wanted renewed copies a new copy of the right. bible so they advocated for the king james right. bible they wanted something similar to the geneva bible mm-hmm. uh, geneva bible had its issues right um, so they appealed to the church of england like give us a new translation right. of the scriptures right and in the midst of that hunger for truth of god right there was also renewed seriousness of life right right puritans yeah. had a very serious way about going about life very serious yeah they yeah. were serious about the things of god but not serious about things that right. didn't matter yeah right um and in that there's begging for the spirit yeah. to move and then there's salvation right and then there's conversion and then there's a renewal of the church right. and church practices mm. we can't read the puritans without being convicted right because these men and women so closely walked with god right there was a fresh outpouring of the holy spirit on these people um so i think that's the that's the distinction we have to make right it's it's never emotionalism on its own or um renewed desires on their own right it is word of god seriousness about who god is what he says 
um, what he demands of us, right. obedience to him, repentance of sin, right. genuine repentance of right. sin, and then oftentimes public confession right. of sin. Yeah, absolutely. This is where like a lot of people in white evangelicalism do not do well. And get really uncomfortable yes. real quick. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm go- like publicly saying before people, these this is my garbage. This right. is my sin. Yeah. Right. Taking what's in the prayer closet and bringing and it to the in surface. public. Right. Um, but what we see in through the history of revival is that's usually where it happens. Right. It's renewed seriousness, usually by the leaders, yeah. by the pastors, and then by the congregation right. as well. Um, and then that usually moves forward into yeah. what we would understand to be revival. Right. So. Yeah. So I'm glad that you kind of went back and took a look at history because church history and revival go go hand in hand. Yes. Um, and so I think I think one of the last things that, that I kind of want to touch on, and I think you kind of touched on it through that, but I want to see if we can get it a little bit clearer for the people is that can can I if if I genuinely want revival like what do I need to do because yeah, revival sounds right. like a great thing like right. it, like revival sounds awesome yeah. and so I want revival so sure. how do I cause revival yeah you, you can know what I mean? why not yeah so on, dude. <laughs> yeah I can just cause just just live and let go right, right? like pray and right go. yeah no it's kind of like it's kind of like can I cause my own salvation right um again revival is not salvation but like if you've evangelized to enough people you realize that you tell people the gospel and at some point you come to this reaction. They go, that sounds amazing. Right. I just can't believe it. And your reaction is like, yeah, you're right. You can't. Right. Um, and the same thing here, like we desire for revival. We pray for it. We beg for it. I can't make it happen. Right. Reason number one, I am not God. Right. Like, thank the Lord right. I'm not and God. And if we could cause revival, it would not be revival. It wouldn't. Yeah. It would right. be man-centered, works-based, emotionalism. Right. Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Well, I was pulling from every okay, everything, right, right, but right, you're right. like, it would be it would be a strange blend of Mormonism, <laughs> Roman Catholicism, and Pentecostalism. Right, right. Because every time we've seen right. man-made forcings of revival or um people proclaiming something right. is a movement of the holy spirit when it's not or just these false declarations of the spirit moving that's where we run into trouble yeah um and we see a lot of that in the second great awakening yeah so the second great awakening had some things that were really awesome right a lot of what it produced was um sort of break off spirituality right, right. um i don't trust the church i don't trust right. the things of god i'm gonna come up kind of with my own system right. and out of pull that, myself up by my bootstrap yeah in religion and so yeah. out of that we have the seventh day adventists yeah out of that we have mormons right out of that we have jehovah's witnesses yeah. like we have cults yeah. that were started out of this out I'm of gonna solid do denominations and saying i'm gonna do it myself yeah and to which now, I'm not saying it's a one-to-one thing, but I think that's where we have to see the genuine revival throughout church history is a sovereign movement of God yeah. that I do not control. Right. Um, there is one element where people are I, I burdened with a responsibility. Right. right. Um, you will see that um, throughout church history, when revivals have happened, it's because people were praying. Right. Uh, it's because God had put a burden on people's hearts for these sort of things right, to occur. Right. Um, that is good and right, but right. it's not the prayers who are making it happen. Right. It's God who is burdening the prayers to pray right. and really aligning them with what he is desiring right. to right. do. Right. Um, and then God moving on his own right. behalf. Absolutely. Um, so what do I do? Like, if I want revival, what do I do? Yeah. There's a great article that um, I would love it if you could put it in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The TGC. Yeah, yeah. the Gospel Coalition put it out. Um, 
and he says he made a great comparison. It, it stuck in my brain. Revivals like sleep. Yeah. Um, when you go to sleep at night, you do not decide to sleep. Right. Right. What happens is you put yourself in a posture mm. to which you can fall asleep. Right. Right. You get comfortable. Like right. you get you snuggle your, up with yeah. your with your toucan. Uh, Stuffed animal. Right. I've right. seen you in your onesie with the toesies. All right. All right. Like we, the little the, pink fuzzy toesies. I'm just saying, right. like, you know, like Stop the video too. Yeah, like, I'm can, not putting it on. We can pull it up. I'm wearing it on the video if you're listening Fantastic. on the podcast. Fantastic. Go check it out on YouTube. Yeah. Just um, we I, we get comfortable for right. sleep. Right. Right. We put ourselves in a position where we can sleep. Right. Um, but we don't make sleep happen. Right. Sleep comes upon us. Right. Right. It's not something we can just decide. Yeah. Revival is similar. We put ourselves in a posture. We humble ourselves. Right. We kill our sin. Uh, we put to death the things of the flesh and right. we make alive. We revive the things of the spirit. Right. Romans 8, 14, yeah. 13, and 14. As we are doing that uh, and as we are discipling, being discipled, right. as we are begging for God to we move. Are presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice. Yes. Right. As that is continuing to happen and God is by his grace creating a renewed seriousness for his church. Right renewed seriousness for the things of God, renewed seriousness for genuine conversion, right. genuine salvation and repentance. And we're calling out our sin for what it is. Right. As we are doing that and then bringing others along right. in doing that, right. what we're doing is putting us and those around us in a posture right. so that God can move in right. the way he's going to move. Right. Um, that's There is no way to say this is how revival happens right. because it doesn't work that way. It is There's God no five-step plan. or No. Right, right. And again, if you look through church history, the, the revival usually happened hundreds of years after people had been praying. Right. Right. Think, I think it was William Tyndale, right, who was the – wasn't Tyndale? No, it was Huss. Huss. John Huss. Okay. Right, was the, the great reformer right. before Martin Luther. What, 100 years yeah. before Martin Luther? Easy. Like praying fervently right. for the church, asking for the Lord to do a sovereign movement, right. uh, translating the scriptures in people's language, um, yeah. fighting for justification by faith. And then he's executed. Yeah. Right. And then he talks a, he, a prophecy, the Holy Spirit, in my opinion, yeah. says there will be a another goose, like right. a greater goose that right. will come after me. And Huss means goose. And a hundred years later, Martin Luther pops up. So it's yeah, revival is not something that we we make happen right it's something we beg for yeah um and if god in his grace is going to bring it in our lifetime then we fall on our knees right and we cry right and we beg and praise him for doing right. it because dear goodness it, like it's nothing that we did right yeah um but if he's going to bring it in the next lifetime thank the lord that he's right. going to do it thank the lord right. that he has started it with us yeah. thank the lord that he has done an incredible movement right. in my heart to desire for his church right. to be revived what an incredible yeah. thing to be invited into yeah absolutely right so revival is something that god is inviting his people into yeah um it's not something he is um specifically needing them to accomplish right, right. i think when we walk into ministry when we walk into theology, I think a lot of uh, young Calvinists, a lot of guys who take theology seriously, yeah. young in their age, um, one fallacy that comes up is you think God needs me. Yeah, God needs me to accomplish His task. He needs me to reform His church. He needs me to do all these things. I'm to which, cause this great thing, right? Right. And I want to tell him you're not Martin Luther. Right. You're not John Huss. You, you're you. Yeah. Be faithful. Be you, and realize you are not needed by God in the least. Yeah. Bit. What you are, though, is you are invited. Yeah. God is extending an invitation to His people. Right. Saying, "This is where I'm going. Right. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm in the business of." Yeah. Are you going to join with me? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where 
we have to begin. We yeah. can't say that um, I can make anything happen because we can't. Right. Um, if you, um, I, I really want you to put it in the show notes as well. I'm going to send you so much stuff. Yeah, to do it. Guys, check the show notes. It will have so many resources for you. Yeah. Um, David Platt's sermon on Tuesday. Okay. Um, in chapel. You really, did you did you see I watched it, it in person? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, streamed it. I was I was in the chapel. Yeah, and I was there, and it was um, it I I don't I don't know how to describe it. It was like something something was happening. Yeah. I don't know what I yeah. don't know what to say. And and I mean yeah and yeah. and all that is is a a man dependent on the Holy Spirit opening the Word of God faithfully preaching the Word of God and begging for God to do something. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. David Platt in and of himself can't do anything. Yeah. God and his spirit can't. Does everything. Um, so I think when, when we're desiring for revival, that's what we have to do. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, he did a great job in John 12 of pointing out that how does how does growth happen? Has life happen? Right. Death. Right. It has to happen by death. We have to put to death our sin. Yeah. We have to put to death ourselves. Self. Waking up every day like, yeah. God, I am killing Tyler yeah. today. Yeah. Tyler doesn't exist. Right. Like like Galatians 2, right? Like right. I have been crucified with Christ. With Christ. It's no longer me yeah. who lives. It's Christ who lives in me. Right. Um and I think as we do that, we come alongside other people and we help them to do right. so and then we just pray for the Lord to yeah. do only what he can do. Right. Um so yeah. Yeah. No, that's good stuff, guys. There's going to be so much in the show notes for you guys to check out. Um, make sure you take advantage of those resources. There's so much stuff. And I want to like pulling back to Isaac, right? Like Isaac was dependent in obedience. He can't cause the water Amen. to come to the surface. Amen. Only God can. Amen. And I think we need to put ourselves in a similar Amen. position. Guys, you all are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Guys, Tyler, what's your Twitter? Let's let's send people your way. Well, first off, what's I need, your, what's your I need Twitter? a new Twitter I want, picture. Yeah, see, this is why I, I, need, want, <laughs> guys, I need you to find Tyler's Twitter. He has a picture of himself with a Lego Hulk. Okay? So so I'm going to put it in the show notes. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to so send you. I need a new Twitter picture no. so badly. And this is going up tomorrow, so oh you don't have time. Gosh. Okay. This is great. Yeah. Your, uh, Hashtag yeah. Twitter, uh, Tyler's Twitter I need, picture. I need for Listening, <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I need a new, I need a new picture. Um, um, yeah, Tyler D. Burton. Okay, at Tyler D. Burton. At Tyler D. Burton. Why did I say that? that this is great. So go idea. check out Tyler D. Burton. Um, yeah. um, I can give him your phone number too. Your address. Please maybe, don't. That's fine. Please don't. Do I that. said no. I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> Social I, security. A number. while ago, I said my address on the podcast. That's a horrible. If I remember, you, that. you were on that episode. Yeah. I keep getting mail. That's from, amazing. From people like books and publishers and stuff. So guys, send me. Send I'm me surprised stuff. no one showed up to your house. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you guys want to show up, show up. I just. My you door's locked. What you're gonna get? My yeah, door's always open to anyone. <laughs> Kidding! It's a dorm. You can't come in. Um, <laughs> guys, again, Tyler, thanks for being here, man. Uh, thanks for thanks sharing your wisdom, me, your insight, what you personally been experiencing. Praise God. Um, and it's it's just been a blessing, guys. Live in a posture ready for God to revive, guys. Sit there. My challenge to you, I, I just a little quick thing. There was this devotional that that we did at uh, my church a while ago, and it was on. It was on the Jesus feeding the 5,000, and the whole point of it was like, are you okay in your life going unnamed and unknown? And we kind of talked about that a little bit in this show, and it was basically like, we don't know who the boy was. We mm. don't know his name. We don't. We have no further That's information good. about who yeah. this boy was with the five loaves and the two fish. He was just ready. He was in a position to give them. Yeah. And that's. I think that's where we have to be in revival. Like yeah. We have to be in a position to give up our five loaves yeah. and our two fish, but... 
Are you more? Are you okay with going unnamed Amen. and unknown Amen. in your ministry? And Amen. I just want to—I I really want to encourage you guys. I want you—it's a difficult prayer to pray. Like I sit in that difficult tension yeah. all the time, Amen. personally. And so, guys, like ask God to give you a spirit that makes you okay with being unnamed Amen. and unknown, Amen. and just sit in that posture. Be willing to give up your five loaves and two uh, two fish. Something else too that just reminded me: Nobody's for Jesus by Doctor Lawless by Chuck Lawless. Okay, um, is that is yeah. along those lines? Yeah. 14 day devotional yeah uh like for your audience it will be a breeze um it's it's literally about being a nobody for jesus like no one knows you he walks through uh evangelistic opportunities in the gospel uh in the gospels where people heard about christ from an unnamed individual so um, yeah, are you yeah. willing to be a nobody? Yeah, it'll be in yeah. the uh, show Praise notes. God. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I say this every episode. If you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, go check it out. Do it. It's growing. It's got some cool stuff on there. I'm trying my best. So, And the content will just be getting better and better as I learn more. So go check it out. It's just Grace Nation on YouTube. We have 60 subscribers, Let's guys. Go. So we're growing. But we have way more in the podcast. So you guys just need to be faithful servants of Christ and go support <laughs> ministries and be obedient. Sit in a posture of revival and subscribe to my free Get podcast. out of here. That's what I'm Get out of here. Oh <laughs> God, my God. I say it every episode. You are beautiful and you are one of a kind. Tyler, thank you so much for Dude, being here. I'm glad to be here. Until next time, take care and God bless. <laughs>